please, guys, if you've never watched Sleepaway Camp, turn this off right now. Go fucking find it. I don't care how. And watch it. Do not ruin this shit for yourself. Trust me. You will thank us. And the downloads on YouTube for free. Didn't hear from us. <laughs> Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks. And I'm getting very scared. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Vintage Horror Podcast, where we talk about all horror, not just the vintage kind. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me today I have Rob. How's it going? And Mark. Hello. I mixed it up. You like that? Took I knew me, you were gonna do that before you before you even did that. I knew you were gonna do that. Whatever, man. So tonight we'll be talking about Sleepaway Camp from 1983. But first, we're gonna crack a cold one open with the boys. All right, Rob, what's up, man? Crack one. Not a crazy huge amount. I started a new job. Looking forward to how that's going to go. Summer's winded down. With the new job, I'm probably going to have a lot less time to game than I normally would. But with everything going on, things have uh, I haven't been able to game as much as I'd like to. It is what it is. Uh, Dad's doing better, so I appreciate all the thoughts and all the concern out there. Anybody, you know... It's uh, we, we deeply appreciate it, especially from both of you guys. So he's doing better. Things are looking up. And um, I'm actually really excited about this episode. So I'm looking forward to getting into the review. Noice. How about you, Marky Mark? That's all you had? Yeah, I'm keeping it short this time. I ran way <laughs> over. I had to cut back my time after running over during H2O. <laughs> um, nothing much really going on. We're recording at my office at work. Um, fucking cool shit. <laughs> I had um, a little delay, a hiccup in something for some odd reason. Some, some forgot their laptop. Sorry, I forgot my laptop, so we're recording an hour and a half past when we're supposed to. My yeah. bad. I apologize. It's all right. I have plenty of time to eat my salad in the back of the car. Um, Been a busy week at work, so this week's been so fast. I head off Monday for Labor Day, you know. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. So this week went, like, super fast, but we were so busy, so it was good because I hate working. Just kidding, if you guys have recording devices in here. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing much really going on. Uh, nothing crazy. Played a lot, I've been playing a lot of Madden lately. Um, watching a lot of Lucifer, trying to finish that show. Not, but, a, not a good show. It's good. You've never seen it, so you can't say it's not good. I thought it was a good shoe, my bad. Yeah, there you go. That's my favorite thing to say. Also, um, yesterday I tagged you in the Black Christmas uh, trailer. Yeah, that was terrible. We might as well just get into that. Let's do something. Rob, you probably never watched it, right? I've never seen... I haven't seen the trailer. Have you ever seen the original Black Christmas? 
No. So uh, I probably so it matter. doesn't matter yeah. to you. But um, we'll do a little trailer talk, I guess. Fuck yeah. it. Feel feel free to like ruin any hype that I may possibly have for it. it. It's not good. It looks like trash. It looks like any ordinary like teen slasher thing. I guess it almost looks like the, what they did with their they did with like Power Rangers, how they tried to make it too edgy and for teens, and it um, fucking and they kind of ruin a lot in the trailer too. Yeah, it like lo- too much. Okay, but the thing is, so I get it. But what, what somebody, do you mean you get? Like, I get what you're saying. Like, they show too much. They do, though. Like, but, holy okay. crap. But somebody on Twitter made a good point. They're like, this dude, because somebody's like, they show too much. Somebody's like, this is the second fucking time it's been remade. They're like, you don't know the fucking plot by now. Maybe don't go and see it. Yeah, I understand so. that, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's somebody's like, I hate the fact that they traded, like, what Black Christmas was for, like, a fucking fake-ass Scream outfit guy. It really basically is. Yeah, like Scream TV series guy. It really is. With a cult. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I mean, we'll probably see it eventually. Yeah. I don't know if I'll go to theaters for it. You probably looks, will. It looks fucking terrible. Yeah, Um, that happened. Uh, Nothing too crazy happened. Uh, it Trap the Two comes out today. I'll probably go try to see that next week mm-hmm. when it's less crowded. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll maybe eventually see that. Maybe we could do a vintage horror podcast out into the movies bro we can't we can barely fucking organize when we're gonna record <laughs> yeah, well, together you want to go watch a movie <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking no, about that's fine i'll buy my ticket <laughs> okay well you guys got okay. that stupid ass reunion next week so yeah you gotta uh, reunion it up mm-hmm. yep we're getting old so i don't know when i'm gonna watch it maybe i'll go tomorrow or something t- t- what were you gonna say tomorrow it's not like you're gonna say today tomorrow like at the same time yeah like i'm thinking midnight so i didn't know which <laughs> that was yeah other than that nothing too much what's up with you kyle um, so I don't know. I finished it before the last podcast, but I never talked about it. But I finished my first run through of the office full run through. Um, I think it definitely lives up to the hype. The office UK or USA? USA. US. Uh, so it definitely lives up to the hype in my eyes. There are some bad points where I'm like, this isn't good. And then other like, but in the end, I feel like they did good by it. Um, and I immediately want to watch it again, to be honest with you. So I never finished it. Yeah, but so I'm probably gonna wind up getting that downloading it maybe maybe illegally allegedly not or allegedly not illegally Dwight Schrute got me through college um, you finished it Rob the office yeah yeah we I talked to him about something and he knew exactly what I was talking about the one day yeah I've only, I'm on season two episode seventeen still um, I also had Labor Day oh so I was on call last week but I had Labor Day weekend off so that's pretty sick fuck yeah sorry Bill you had to work the weekend but I didn't have to so <laughs> suck my ass suck my um, ass. Uh, yeah, like Rob or Mark was saying, next week is me and Rob's 10-year class uh, anniversary thing. Reunion? Reunion. Anniversary. What are you guys doing? We're married. We're all married. Oh, man. But uh, it's our class reunion, 10-year class reunion. So uh, I guess we're, we're going to go. So, I, fuck, I got to send that money, so don't let me forget that. So that what? That makes that means we've been friends for 13 or 14 years now? More than that. Because four years in high school and we met in seventh grade so it's two more years so six 16 years 16 years yeah so so yeah we've been that's 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 crazy yeah. i don't i honestly don't even care to see most of the people who are going which it only looks like they're at most so far 60 that's if the mm-hmm. people said maybe are gonna go but like travel looks like he's the only one hyped for it <laughs> he said we're all going dancing after him. what are you fucking crazy <laughs> i can't do anything dude where did where did, where did 16 years go i have no idea wild um, and then Friday the 13th is next week, too. So that's when our class reunion is. So Yeah, but that's when all the shirts come out, too. Like Spooky. I'm convinced that 
that Kyle's actually lost it and or Trav has lost it and the only reason they're going to this reunion is so they can have a Friday the 13th slasher event. Okay, you're literally going to get somebody arrested, so yeah, please stop saying shit like that. Like that. Um, but no, I, it's Friday the 13th, so that's going to be cool. And yeah, that's I'm ready for all the drops as well. Shirts. For the record, I'm drinking black pumpkin coffee. Never do that yeah, again. Yeah, please don't do that before October. Thanks. You can't get fall... Ish before. What has it taste terrible? I had a pumpkin spice latte on August twenty seventh when they came out. So does that taste terrible? You're though? a piece of trash. I was in shorts with a scarf. Thank you. Uh, okay, and um, so I'm also I'm picking up juggling. I spent like oh, hours last weekend. Loser. I bought juggling like balls, and I practiced like a lot last weekend and on Monday and Tuesday. I've been practicing juggling. Did you get anywhere close? No, I can't. For some reason, like okay, so I see the progression, but I can't juggle. The most I've gotten was maybe like six throws with three balls. And I just, I can't get past it. And that was maybe once I did that. I don't know. So it's very frustrating. Believe me, I want to fucking break something in my room. Because like I get to a certain point where I'm juggling and like, like so I'll be like, it's called a flash when you do like one, two, three. <laughs> you know all the fucking yeah. terms. That yeah. <laughs> I've been watching many videos. So I can finish a flash easily, but like I can get to four and I was doing that like good but then I get to a certain point where my mind's just like okay we're done for the night and like I can't even do two but like two throws and I'm like like I, I keep throwing the first one and I can't throw the second one my hand other hand won't do it and I'm like I'm about to fucking have a meltdown so that's when I know it's usually time to quit yeah but I can't finish so I can't do it but yeah that's it that's my uh also football season starts this week too yeah well I don't watch football so fuck you guys I thought you were the real tight end real Cowboys fan why well, I used to be a tight end also I um last weekend when we recorded Halloween H2, I said um, the guy that did Sam Luce's voice was the same guy that did SpongeBob, and that's wrong. I read the thing that online wrong, so it's not the same guy. They were going to offer it to that guy, but he took. He went to. He was. Do, um, I think they were in the talks for SpongeBob. That's what. Well, fucked I'm me glad up. you corrected yourself. For all of our fans out there, beat our asses, all yeah. four of them. So you're an asshole. Yeah. All right, so we're just going to move into the top three this week. Uh, top three this week is going to be top three slasher villains. Which is a weird way to like word it, but I guess that's it's long it overdue, you know. I fucking guess. I mean, it's just one of the most simple ones, and well, it should be fun though. <laughs> you know, let's start with you, Kyle. Okay, so my number three, <laughs> Billy from Black Christmas. Oh, the new one. Okay, 2019. Not bad. No, from 1976, <laughs> 1974, four. Great. Not enough to watch the movie. So he's my favorite. Well, no, he's my Why third. Is your he's favorite. Third. He's the third. Um. Because of the funny shit he says on the phone. It's only for that reason. When he says, like, you're pretty cunt. Show me a pretty cunt. <laughs> Dude, shit like that. Like, I fucking die. Oh, he's like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Like, I love it. So, that's why. Isn't he, like, yellow? What are you talking about? Oh, that's the guy from Sin City. Never mind. I don't even know what you're talking about. you never seen Sin City? I've never seen The Sin guys City. in the house are, like, yellow or something like that? I've never seen Sin City. Are you talking about the Minions? No, I'm thinking Sin City. I think like thinking guy, Minions. There's like a guy in someone's house that's like yellow. Has You're like a yellow face. Me, I think. Might be Sin City. I don't They're, know. They did some weird color palettes with that movie. Anyway, Mark, what's yours? Number three. Well, we get it in like a... We're going to clockwise. So that's what we always do. We always go clockwise. We're actually... We're it's the same no matter what way we face. I know so, we face each other, but clockwise is the same way. Obviously... <laughs> Think of Beyonce to the left, to the left. So. I don't like Beyonce. Well, um, I don't like that one song which talks about surfboards. Well, now we only have three surfboards. Movers. Surfboards. Um, Freddy Cougar. Okay. 
Why? But, uh, well, I, I, obviously. You're just going to name it? Okay, moving on. <laughs> I obviously, uh, like, he's one of the only, like, real slasher villains that, like, talks a lot. Yeah. And has, like, one-liners and is very, like, witty. Has a personality. Yeah, so he has a personality, so obviously mm-hmm. that's why. Um, that's why I almost made him my number three. Yeah, so I made him my number three. And not the 2010 one. Oh, I thought that's the one you were talking about. So, <laughs> you're not talking about the original then? No. Yeah, well, the original, yeah. All what right. about you, Rob? So, my number three is also Freddy Krueger. You guys are fucking predictable. Get the fuck out of here, you pieces <laughs> of fucking trash. Uh, Why did you make him your number third? Well, three, three, very, three. your number third. My number I can't th- speak tonight, dude. <laughs> I need to eat. <laughs> I, we go talk about this if you want. Well, I wanted to eat beforehand, but you said, no, we need to record this podcast because you forgot your laptop. And I said, okay. Dude, I don't think I said I don't, that. Know why you yell at me in my own car? <laughs> All right, so what's up? <laughs> uh, pretty much for the same reasons that Mark said. Mm-hmm. I love how he taunts and messes with his victims, and he legitimately scared me when I was a kid. So there's something to say about that. And um, I don't know. My runner-up for that for the, my runner-up for the third position would have been Chucky, but I uh, I needed to put. <laughs> I, well, I I felt like Freddy Krueger had to be in my top three, so he's more iconic, I would say, and he has he's more iconic, and his glove is like a really iconic weapon. So yeah, and just the idea that like he could bend reality and taunt you like that, like he has a lot more power and abilities than say, you know, the average slasher villain. Yeah, for sure. And I like what he does with it. Does it always work in every film that he's in? No. No, it definitely doesn't. Definitely doesn't. Really but there garbage. are times where they nail it, and it's done very, very well. And it's... Well, we're talking about just the villain, not the movie, so... I mean, you know... No, I'm saying there's time where he, where he as the character does very, very well, and the banter works, and it all makes... it makes. What do you think about part two when he comes out of the dream world and into the real world? We, we only talk about it. We only talk about the first movie and the third movie. Um, I love part two, so suck my ass. What about part four when he puts the sunglasses on at the beach? <laughs> Change Mark's life forever. Literally, I started wearing sunglasses because of that. Okay. I've never worn sunglasses in my life. Just to let you know that. Okay, my number two is Norman Bates, and that's because you want that shirt from Helen Shirts? No, because it. For the time, it was revolutionary almost. Like people didn't really suspect that at all. I don't. Th- I think most people who see Psycho for the first time are like, did not see that one coming. Mm-hmm. So, to, like for that reason and just the iconic like stabbing scene, I think that he deserves to be up in the top three. And that's it. Go ahead. So my number two is Ghostface oh from my God. Scream Four. Scream Four is good. No, yeah, no. Um, what do you mean no? Well, no, it is, but I'm saying like it's not just from the, obviously it's from the whole series, not from I don't know if the TV series is called Ghostface or not, but fuck that. Okay, first of all, the show is actually good, and I wish you would just give it a chance. If you don't think of it as Ghostface killing people, like it's a good show. Yeah, fuck that show. Um, no, it's good. Uh, it's almost like the same thing with Freddy, where he they like, I, I guess they because Ghostface is more than one person mm-hmm. in multiple movies. It's like what seven people total. Two, yeah, seven, four. I know it's not Ghostface seven, talking, yeah, but Roger right. Jackson adds like um, the voice to it, so it's sick. Yeah. And, 
but then I don't know. Sometimes like it's like when he just swings his his like um knife, like and looks like an idiot sometimes. Like that, I don't know. I, I can't pick out a scene in particular, but there's I'm thinking like I can remember almost one of them. I don't know which one it is where he swings. I'm like, okay, bro, you're fucking pissing me off. And like, like in the bathroom, yeah. When he totally like misses, yeah. And like then I'm like, bro, she, she like fucking does a baseball yeah. slide past him. But there's actually eight ghost faces. Luke Wilson, you forgot about him. <laughs> oh, I need him to sign my scream mask. Sorry. Scream two mask. All right, what about you, Robbie boy? What's your number two, boy? So in somewhat predictable fashion, my number two is Jason Voorhees. Never heard of her. Uh, obviously, Jason's one of the top iconic slashers. One of the reasons why he's in my top three, and there are like there are a lot of great slashers to pick from, but he, he's got this, he's got a monumental body count. He does. He has the most out of any. Slasher. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has I don't the think most. So. Yes, he does by far. He's currently who, so who has bigger than Jim Jones. You're retarded. <laughs> He's not even Jim Jones didn't slash anybody. Oh no, the rapper. My bad. Oh Sorry. yeah, he might have. So, <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, Jason Voorhees just tank a lot of great creative krills over the years. You know, some lackluster moments, but as a as a slasher villain, you don't get much more iconic than Jason Voorhees. Except for my number one pick, which we'll come back to that. All right, so my number one. Don't be mad at me, Mark. Billion Stew. So I just chose Scream 1, just those two together, because I didn't choose Ghostface overall, because Billy and Stew, I don't think anybody suspected there was two killers. So when it came out that they were both like the killer, mm-hmm. I feel like that was another like holy shit moment. That and they were like average people doing the killing just for shitty reasons. Like, mm-hmm. and that was kind of new. Like, pe- like usually slashers had this like grandiose idea or they were just a psycho. But like these two were just like teens that were like, fuck it, we've seen it in movies. Well, at least Stu. <laughs> Billy had kind of a reason, but like there was no grand scheme. Like they just were mm-hmm. like, fuck it. There's just a and that And honestly, I used to have nightmares when I was younger. About Ghostface. Yeah, swear to God. And that's because of how real the people were. It was just the average person. Your best friend. They were out there killing people. There was nothing supernatural like... Freddy or Jason Mm. or Michael. So, that's my number one. Suck my ass. Suck my ass. Go ahead. Obviously, my number one would have to be Michael Myers. Spelled with two E's. (laughs) Michael Mayers? Michael Mayers. No relation to John Mayer. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's um, Halloween and Halloween Two has always been my favorite movies, and he's like the. I think he was the first slasher movie I ever seen was Halloween Two. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always stuck with me, like his stalk and stuff like that. Obviously, later in films, it gets absolutely fucking terrible. But it's not bad. Yeah, well, I don't know. Just compared to you the like Resurrection, remember? It's not bad. I don't know why you say that. It's not a bad movie. Okay. We'll review it next week. <laughs> um, I wanted to put Jason on this, but... I felt like it was too obvious. Yeah, so yeah. I see what you did, but I didn't want to do that because obviously I love Michael Myers. If I did what you did, you know, I know you would have... Your should have been Michael, probably, or Jason, but... I had someone else for the list, too, but I'll talk about that later. But what about you, Rob? Yeah, I'm with Mark on this one. My number one's Michael Myers. I'm even wearing a Michael Myers shirt. I don't even know it from Halloween 6. Holy shit, so am I. All right, lad, it's a sleepaway camp shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, um, first real slasher movie I ever watched was Halloween. And 
I remember that whole idea that this individual with this blank expression would just, like Mark said, just the way he stalked and the way he walked it down, like that was my first experience with that. And it's Halloween is one of the only horror movie series that I, over the years, have continued to revisit almost every year. It's like a tradition for me. I will watch almost all of them every year around this time of year. We'll see the Thorn Trilogy four <laughs> times in a row in one day. Um, I Halloween. invite everyone to listen to our bonus episode, which will be an entire theory on how the Thorn Trilogy actually works. <laughs> it will be a one-man <laughs> recorded show. Will not actually be coming out. So <laughs> Check his Instagram uh, story. He's going to put it on there. So no, yeah, that's, nobody knows his Instagram. But yeah, I really, uh, I really like where you went with that, Kyle, because it was a lot of um, grounded, real people, for the most part. Yeah, and I liked that. So, but I just couldn't leave my guy Mike off the off the top list. I see what you did there, Rob. Rob's like, oh, we need a top three. Let me think of one that I have to put no thought into. Top slasher villains. Freddy, Jason, Michael. You're not wrong. But Wait, he did that. Yeah, that's just did that or no? What? what? No, when you went to was Freddy, three. Jason, and Michael. Yes. Did he say Jason? Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I, I, I was I, dreaming, dude. I I had mine picked out before I even sent you that top three list. <laughs> you said I, I put no thought into this right? this week. No what, research. What, no what was your other one, Kyle? Oh, I'll talk about it later. It's a secret. I've spent the movie, so. Yeah, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to just start spoiling the fucking movie? Right. I can't tell people who the fucking killer is until we get to the end. Okay, cool. that's fine. All right, now we're going to get into the main event. You're fucking pissed <laughs> me off. All right, so <laughs> that's our top three. So we'll move on to the main event of the evening. Ding, ding. You're going to start putting that in there, aren't you? <laughs> what, the ding, ding? Yeah. Should I? I could. Oh, my God. Um, try not to get sued, though. Uh, so this You put a whole week, song in there. <laughs> Fuck, who's listening to this? <laughs> um, uh, this week we're talking about Sleepaway Camp from 1983. It was released in November, or on November 18th, 1983. That was my birthday. Had an, no, no, it's not. Yeah, you're right. Had an R rating, a runtime of, of an hour and 24 minutes, a budget, well, estimated budget of $350,000, and it grossed $11 million in the U.S., which is fucking bananas. That is... Very bananas. Because the weekend it was released, it was released against uh, Amityville 3D. And wow. it beat it. Wild. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah. That's wild. And it got a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, the director, Robert Hiltzik, he didn't really do anything else besides return to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, which is a direct sequel to this. Yes. So they yeah. have a 2 and 3, but then he kind of... 2 and 3 is good. Retroactive or undid all that mm-hmm. shit it's interesting how he got the money to make the film mm-hmm. so from what i understand he was trying to cl- put together some money on his own and it just wasn't coming through and then his mother uh tragically died and he took i guess some like three hundred thousand or something like that from what she left him in her life insurance and used that and for her in the film so this 100 percent was very much a passion project for him and he put a lot of his because he wrote this in film school did he not um, he might have because he was very young. He also went to camp there too when he was a kid, where they right. filmed it. That's yeah. where he went to camp, right? Because I know when they, I know for this, you know, it wasn't a huge budget. Well, but... he actually wrote this thinking about that camp too, yes. because that's the layout of everything. He like he knew how everything was going to go based on the layout of that. So you might be, he, I think, yeah, he it is. Yeah. yeah, he went to camp there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
what else? Oh, he. So how did he get the other fifty thousand? He just got an investor, or something? yeah, I would imagine he was shopping the script around a it's lot. It's easier when you say, "Hey, I'm putting up three hundred thousand of my own money." So yeah, then you can get somebody, a studio, or somebody yeah. to kind of back you. I don't think he had a studio back him, like a yeah. major studio, because because like you said, I think he wrote it and he definitely directed it, and he was young as fuck. So I don't think like he had a major backer. It was a low budget movie. Oh yeah, and diving into, I did a lot of diving for this one into the production. Yeah, and. It's so incredible how many areas they really cut corners and how they made use of so many uh, locals and people they knew. And it's just uh, this this film had a very interesting production. And I think that's a real big reason as to how it resulted in the way it did. Yeah. And the reason he also chose a slasher, well, a horror movie in general, was like he thought, well, he knew you can make them for low budget and the returns are usually pretty fucking good on them. Yeah. So that's why he chose like a horror movie. <clears throat> yeah. He purposely did that. Hundred percent, um, and he actually—I don't know if you saw—but he had other stuff lined up, other movies after this. But he said they kept like the production kept like being stalled on like movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So eventually, he's like, "I like got married, I had kids, and I just had to move on with my life. That's why I never directed anything else." That's wild. Yeah, did not know that. That sucks. And he wasn't very active in the horror community for a long time after that. Nobody was right Dude, when they were looking for Felissa Rose. Like it. So they have a website called sleepawaycampmovies.com and the guy who runs that just like happened to like all the movies and he created a website just for that. And like when the website started getting bigger and bigger as pe- more people found this movie, people were like, whatever happened to Felissa Rose? And I think it was Jonathan Tiersten like was mm. like, oh, I think I might be able to find her or yeah. help find her. So a lot of the people were not big. Like the girl who played Judy had no fucking idea people even watched this until they contacted her and said like, hey, would you want to do like another one or... Can we interview you? She had no fucking yeah. idea this was a thing. Like, she was like, I can't believe people still watch that. Which is crazy, because watching this film, you'd think that some of these people would have gone on to be big. Uh, yeah, nobody did. Mm. Well, the one the one girl in it, well, we'll talk about that. But um, special effects were by Edward French. So he did, like, all of the uh, makeup effects and all the casting and all, mm. all of that kind of stuff. And, like, life casts, I mean, and, like... He did a fucking, for what he, the money they had, he mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's, he really worked with what they had. And some of the techniques that he used, like you said, working yeah. with what they had, some of the techniques that he used to pull off some of those effects yeah. were absolutely fantastic. Some of them fell a little flat. I fucking love all of them. But no, that's just my personal opinion. But I think that in general, they, solid job for what they had. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so the cast consisted of Felissa Rose, who didn't act again until the year 2000. Uh, but she was in Tales of Halloween, Victor Crowley, Death House, and Return to Sleepaway Camp. Some of her most memorable stuff. She's in mostly horror movies. I don't know if she did anything else besides that. Um, Jonathan Tiersten from Maplewood, New Jersey. Woo-woo! <laughs> We're from New Jersey, so gotta represent, you know, <laughs> represent. He was in Return to Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Colet or Andrew Paul. Did you see that? Like, he has like two different names. No, I didn't if you look that. at his IMDb, it, like you could look up Christopher Colet mm-hmm. or whatever, and if you look at all his like um, his credits, they're all listed under Andrew Paul, <laughs> and I don't understand why. Maybe it was his stage name at the time. I have yeah. no fucking idea. But he maybe got a sex change. It's the same gender, I would assume. Oh, I but don't know. He was in the Manhattan Project, 
the Langoliers, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently 637 episodes of Pokemon. What the fuck? I didn't even know there was that many episodes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Never watched it. Um, Mike Kellen. He was in Just Before Dawn, which I still want to see. He died right after this movie got done filming. Yeah, I, I did hear that. He was like really sick while he filmed and didn't tell you. So he kept he hit it really well. Yeah. And he died right after it got done filming. Yeah. And his other like big movie that I know that actually stood out to me was Midnight Express. Yeah. Besides yeah. that, I didn't know like yeah no. Stuff. I feel like when I was watching it, I didn't notice as much. But like after I did some research on him and found out that he was sick, and I went back and watched a little bit of the scenes, I was like, okay, he, yeah, I could definitely. Looks like all he does is sit around and smoke cigars. He's that's got that why, kind of well, face. That's why he had lung cancer. Did he have lung cancer? Yeah, he, died he, from, yeah. he literally yeah, that, died before the movie came out of lung he, cancer. He looks like that's what he does. Yeah, don't smoke cigarettes or gross or cigars or anything. Yeah. Uh, Paul D'Angelo and Catherine Kami, that's how I guess it was pronounced, were in Silent Madness together. And Catherine Kami was in All My Children before like this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. My mom used to watch that shit. Yeah. She was in like five episodes or something like that. But like still ABC or whatever was on CBS, whatever. They, ABC. They bust her in like in a private like van herself. That's wild. To set. It was all like blacked out and everything apparently. <laughs> yeah. So which blows my mind. And then... The only other person I think really worth noting is Robert Earl Jones. Fucking James Earl Jones is dead. Yeah, I didn't know that, but then when I went back and like watched the scene, oh, he sounds just fucking yeah, he like does. him. It's crazy. I got that fifteen dollar raise. He looks like him, and yeah, <laughs> he's happy as fuck. When I, I went the day, that was a lot, dude. <laughs> when I went back and I looked at a couple of the scenes, especially the one in particular, and I listened to the way, I was like, oh man, I do not know how I didn't realize this the first time I watched this through. Well, he got the thirty dollar raise a week, and the other guys got the fifteen. I think. No, he got a fifty. He got a he fifty got a, a week. A fifty was fifty. I think it was fifty a week, and then uh, other guys. But then I was trying to do the math. I'm like, did he just get screwed? That's an extra a week, though. He's they said like so, on top of what he was making. And back in the, the '80s, I think that was probably like worth something, you know. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about the bribery. <laughs> um, that's about it for the cast. Yeah, though. that's it for the cast. The, besides that, like no one's really notable. Mm-hmm. Oh. But about Jonathan Tiersten, did you know he was like apparently seventeen when they shot this? He looks like he's fucking thirteen. You know what's weird? Yeah, that's weird. Because, and the only reason I know that is because I was watching the documentary thing on him. I thought they said he used to date uh, Felissa Rose. Too. Yeah, well, when they both were on set, they had like a thing. But mm-hmm. then she she kept saying like she was so young that she wasn't like doing anything. Like they would kiss every once in a while, but like they didn't do like anything crazy because she was too young. And then when the older girls came for the scenes where, like, they had extras and stuff, mm-hmm. all the older girls were there. And he was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go fuck with these girls. And, like, that pissed off Fliss Rose. So they, they had a, like, quick falling out, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it, he said he, like, he was like, well, I was, like, 17. So, like, what am I going to do? He does not sound like a 17 He doesn't old. look 17. He literally looks 13. He, if, yeah. If that. He, I'm pretty sure he got the, the part, too, because the director said, yeah, just, like, curse me out. And he did. And he said, all right, sick. You got it. Yeah. Well, they had him do something. They he had didn't him, audition. They well his audition they brought him in and they had him they said like um talk like you were trying to describe your um town as a news broadcaster and then he did that for a couple minutes and then they said okay now just curse me out and he's like what and they're like yeah just curse me out and I think someone said like I think it was Felicia Rose they said during her pretend you're eating like a candy bar and just look really intense in, yeah. at one thing like while you're eating a candy bar yeah yeah <laughs> yep the fuck and they said it. they wanted her to like they liked her because of her eyes or something like that. She had big eyes. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll move right on into the actual movie. So it starts out with a shot of like um, the camp from far out, I guess. And there's the most extreme music I've ever heard in my life. 
These and they're the longest fucking credits ever right now. And the movie's only an hour twenty four minutes. Dude, this is like every 12... single movie we do goes lower and lower in the runtime. <laughs> and the, the credits are longer and longer, longer and longer. longer. It's like yeah. literally twelve minutes. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah. But it says like Sleepaway Camp, and then you just get a bunch of like. At first, it's like starts out really extreme, and then mm-hmm. it kind of dies down a little bit. Yeah, but there's so many credits. It's weird because it's what is that? Well, there's another movie we did that was like that. Night of the Creeps was like that. Like it, it took forever for like. Well, the, the music, to come the up. music was like super. The fly. Oh, the fly! The fly. Yeah. yeah, it was just like in your face, yeah. super intense. But and, then, and it's interesting because at a time when most, because of budget reasons, most slasher films or most horror films in general were going with synth scores or low budget scores. Like those are cool as fuck. I I miss those. No, no, I love them. But I'm saying the director opted to go with a orchestral score, and that first like hit that note when the sleepaway camp pops up. It's like, like you said, it's right in your face. And then it's almost like, it's like very like yeah. softer and like trying to be eerie. I mean, it works, but it's just, once again, like you said, long credits. Yeah. And as the credits are going, you they pan through like different areas of the camp mm-hmm. and you get like audio clips of people like talking or interacting. And I don't know if they took that straight from the movie. This is like a theme too, by the way, in, in like Sleepaway Camp movies. Like they don't have enough footage to like feel shit. So they just do stupid shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like like in Sleepaway Camp too. They literally have flashbacks of everything that already happened in the movie, just because they need to fill time. I think I looked too much into it because when I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh, well, maybe these are like scenes that are going to happen in the movie, and these are audio recordings from those scenes uh-huh. at locations. So there are times where I was listening and trying to see, like, oh, yeah, bro, you look too deep in that shit. <laughs> and then I and then I realized I'm a fool, and these people just needed to pad out some time. Yeah. Uh, then you see Camp Arawak. For sale, sign. for sale. We should buy it. I'm pretty sure it's probably not there Rename anymore. It. It's probably the Camp Marowak. It's probably there. Let's go. I really hope you're joking. You're looking at me like you're not joking. It's There's probably work. a camp there or something. It doesn't well, say Camp Arawak and it doesn't say for sale still. Oh, you're an idiot. No, what? I'm saying there's probably something there you can go visit. Let's go visit it. Where was it shot? It was shot in New York, right? I don't remember. Yes. Or it was in New York. Felissa Rosa. Yeah, yeah, she did yeah, say that. She, York, we I asked think. her. Yeah, we asked her when we met her. That's right. Um, so it cuts to a beach with Peter and Angela, who are two twins, and they're like bothering each other on a boat. And their dad tells them to stop fighting. So then the twins say they want to go to the camp because they're right over by the camp. Oh, this is a flashback too. Yeah. Um, and then you see a boat that's like driving nearby. Mm-hmm. You drive boats. Is that what you do? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll go with you that. You just look smarter than me, Rob, so I'm just asking you. Um, this is your captain speaking. And we, can, <laughs> we can drive boats. Yeah, so there's a boat driving nearby, and there's a girl water skiing on the back who's just like yelling, like, can't we stop now? <laughs> yeah, and then the, there's a, it's a lifeguard driving, and then the girl in the seat's like, come on, let me drive. My dad, let, She says, my dad lets me drive all the time. Or someone lets her drive all the time. Yeah, her dad. He's, he's like, like, no. Oh, is your dad going to help me get a job when I get fired? Yeah. And then it goes back to the sailboat. It's a small sailboat, by the way. And the twins like sneak up behind their dad and push him off, causing the boat to fucking like flip. And oh he, my god! It's so when good. they come back up, he's like, "Oh, you little schemers!" Yeah, like bro, <laughs> so I'm beating good. someone's ass. <laughs> and then Craig, who's driving the boat, finally lets Marianne drive after she keeps bitching, uh, but only for a minute. And don't go too fast. <laughs> I don't know why, like, the acting in this is terrible, by the way. I don't know if you yes, said that. Like, yes, I have so, wrote down worst acting ever. Yeah, this is the cheesiest acting, and it's fucking terrible. It gets especially worse. Them. It and, gets I, worse. and I think that's a lot, large part due to the fact that where a lot of slashers and horror movies used to cast, like, 20-somethings as teens, this movie really was like, let's actually cast kids, yeah. legit teens, yeah. mm-hmm. whether they can act or not. 
And yeah, it shows. Well, the main cast got cast because they, they were good, but. The rest of the backups, yeah. it's like it's like the people I, who have a couple lines, like they're like they should. They found these kids. Lines, they found these kids at Dairy Queen, offered them contracts, and brought them back. I don't even think they did. I think they just bust people in, and say, "Hey, who wants to be in this movie?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, there's a man. He yells from the beach to John. I guess his name is Lenny. But the, I don't think yeah, they have boyfriend. Tell, yeah, but they never tell you mm-hmm. that his name's Lenny. I, it's just in the credits or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he's yelling to John, the dad, that they have to like go meet the doctor who's going to be there soon. They have to go to dinner, yeah, at 5.30, I think yeah. he said. So Marianne, who isn't paying attention in the boat, starts heading straight for John and the twins in the water. And the girl water skiing starts to like, she tries oh to warn my Craig God. and Marianne. And no, stop! Yeah, and then... But it's like the too people. Late. Oh my God, the people! Yeah, so when they hit them, I just love how Lenny's on the beach. He's like, oh, John... <laughs> the boat runs okay so the boat runs over like the sailboat and like hits fucking John and the twins and the guy Lenny on the beach is like oh, John but like <laughs> like then, he did it yeah like, and then that girl yeah. who was working just fucking screaming her like yeah oh my harder, god yeah. the people the people and it's so loud and so long oh it's so terrible <laughs> and then you see like a kid splashing in the water um, as the like water skier is screaming mm-hmm. Well, she's saying, like, someone help them, someone help. And then you see John's body, like, float face down by, mm-hmm. and I love that band, so. Shut up. RIP to the big homie. And um, then, like, the uh, there's, like, a mangled life vest that comes up out of the yeah. water, which I don't know what the fuck took it. That's the, the bad life vest. You don't want that one. That yeah. took way too long. <laughs> uh, but it surfaces to the water. And then eight years later, we get a Aunt Martha, who's an over-eccentric lady who talks to herself a lot. She's a terrible actress too. She's Dorothy something. Dorothy suck. Dorothy suck or Dolores. Dolores suck, suck. something. I almost shut the movie off. <laughs> she, she, I thought she called herself Doctor Martha I, too. She is a doctor. She's, okay. I, I really think that but she's. She says that I think she's the doctor they're talking about. You fucking stupid bitch. Yes, because then the the little you don't remember that. It was literally like. Thirty seconds ago, they said they gotta go meet Doctor Martha. No, they said the doctor's coming, and then um. I think it's the girl is like, oh, like Aunt Martha's, Aunt Martha. Aunt oh, Martha's yeah. coming. Is I, it, are they bringing Ricky? And no, yeah. Ricky has to stay with his dad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't put two. Did I, you watch I, the right movie? I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but Aunt Martha, she like calls up the stairs for Ricky, her son, and Angela, her niece, who was the sole survivor of the boat accident. They come down the stairs, and she gives them their food for the ride to the fucking camp. And I don't know why. Does she say they're chips or does Ricky say, I hope there's chips? Can we just, can we just please put a voice clip of her into this podcast? Eventually, I'm sure. I literally. just this like whole, find a good one. I swear to God. When I, she's talking, it's brutal. I yeah. literally said to myself watching this scene, if she shows up again, anytime in the mid-run time of this movie, I'm shutting it off. <laughs> but she says she almost forgot their physicals for camp, but she remembered because of the strings she tied around her finger, which she wasn't even fucking looking at and didn't remind her. Oh. She goes, oh, yeah, that's what. So that's why I tied this, like, string on my yeah. finger. So Don't tell him how you got your physical. Yeah. Yeah, she tells him not to tell anyone how she got the physicals. Or they would not approve. No, they would not. <laughs> uh, and then, she, even though she's the doctor, she says, even though she's the doctor that did it for her. Yeah. Uh, and Eric says, no matter what they do, I'll never tell. He's an accomplice, bro. Yeah. He's going down, too. Um... So she like sends him off and tells Ricky to watch over Angela. The buses arrive to Camp Arawak, and the kids are like running towards camp where Ronnie and Mel, who 
Mel's the owner. Ronnie's like the head counselor. Yeah, guy and here. this is and all the people get off the bus are like the relatives of like the people in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, because they couldn't afford the extras to do it. <laughs> yeah. They said, yeah, if anyone's here, let them go. Yeah, so they're all running off like the bus past Ronnie and Mel, who are just standing there like yelling inaudible directions at all these kids who are just flying by oh them. And like, you can't understand a fucking thing. Ronnie, too, man. Hey, oh, I'm Ronnie. Hey. Dude, Ronnie's got the biggest muscles. Dude, and he- I'm not going to lie. If I had a phys- if I could choose a physique to have, his would be it. Dude, he's fucking. Dude, he's, he's got the biggest triceps I've ever seen in my life. Would you like him? He's not a bad looking guy, except now he looks fucking old and weird. Yeah, he does. He's out there benching the kids. Uh, so the like kitchen staff is standing outside too, watching the kids. And the head chef Artie remarks, "The fucking horny guy. Look at all the fresh chickens. Where I come from, or he's like, where I'm from, we call them baldies. Makes your mouth water, doesn't it?" <laughs> and then ben, I think he's a child molester, possibly red yeah. flag. <laughs> I would, yeah, maybe. And then Ben, who's James Earl Jones' dad. What's his real name? Something Earl Jones? or I don't know. Anyway. James Earl Jones. Earl he, Jones Earl. John Earl Jones. I don't he know. He tells him that the kids are too young and to know what he's talking about. And Artie's like, there's no such thing as too young. Where I You're just too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Ben's just like, <laughs> and no like, problem, walk, child. Walks person. away laughing it off. Like, it's fucking funny. Bro, this movie is fucking, this would never happen now. Yeah. I fucking love it, though. Wild. Uh, so Paul, Ricky's friend from camp, like comes up behind Ricky to greet him, and Ricky quickly like introduces him to Angela. Nothing big, mm-hmm. and Paul runs off, but then he stops to tell Ricky he should see Judy, motioning oh. that like her tits grew since last summer. Oh my god, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Ricky tells Angela that him and Judy were going steady last summer, um, but I guess they were just like a summer camp. Kind yeah. Of thing. Uh, so he walks with Angela, showing her around the camp and then they see judy so ricky like yells to her but she's too busy talking to the older boys so ricky then shows angela her cabin and leaves her as he goes off to his own cabin bunk whatever you call it in camp never been to camp i've seen bunked it's on netflix (laughs) and i love it it's a good show um so then he bumps into judy though who says that she met those boys today and ricky says aren't those boys too old for you and she says don't you know girls mature before boys even though Ricky's 17. Yeah. And he says, that's bullshit and you know it. And she doesn't like have time for him, so she just walks away. Yeah. Uh, inside the girls' cabin, Meg, the head like counselor of that cabin, like the head, I don't know what she's considered. She's not like a head counselor. Yeah, I guess of, like, she is. Counselors, I guess. Um, she's the counselor of that cabin. Maybe senior counselor. I don't know. Yeah. She introduces herself to everyone and like while Angela's just sitting on the bed staring at Judy as she unpacks. Dude, she, yeah. Dude, Angela's, I think, horny for Judy. She has like a, a like blank stare though. Yeah, but I'm saying like just stares her down. And Judy notices and says like, what are you looking at? Take a picture, right? Well, no, Angela keeps staring. It's, she goes, what are you taking pictures? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't she know if she was taking a picture? You would think so. So then Meg like, walks up and says uh, to Judy that it looks like they have a real winner here. <laughs> There's like such a little cunts. Like, yeah, it's fucking... Okay, so there's a Mel and a Meg, and I'm going to try not to confuse them in this. And I feel like, well, it doesn't matter later on, but I feel like sometime when someone's talking about Mel, they call him Bruce by mistake. I thought they called him... Um, Bill? Bill, yeah. yeah. One time someone called Ronnie. him Bill, too. No, it sounded like everyone did like eight times. And he says Mel, it just sounds like Bill. It's yeah. the way he says it because he's got the fucking New York accent. My guy fucking Ronnie out there. Uh, so then later at the mess hall, Meg tells Ronnie that Angela hasn't eaten since she's been to camp. So Ronnie decides to bring Angela in the kitchen to find her something she likes. Yeah. You know? What a nice guy. Uh, he leaves Angela with Artie, the head chef guy, and... 
He takes Ar- her. Artie says, "Like, oh, I'm sure we'll f- uh, find something she likes in the walk-in. You'll never know what you'll find in there." That guy's fucking creepy. Needs to get his ass beat. <laughs> Apparently, like when they were filming, they like he kept getting so close to her that um they were like both laugh and like he like sh- like uh, Felissa Rose couldn't help it. Yeah, I bet. And they said they said though he was like creepy as fuck, even though they knew he was such a nice guy in real life. Like he was creeping them the fuck out while he's acting. So then Ricky goes looking for Angela. And Meg tells him that Ronnie took her into the kitchen to find something to eat. So then it cuts back to Artie, who closes the door to the walk-in pantry and goes to start, like, undoing his pants. Yeah. He's like, I got something good for you here. But then Ricky comes walking in, and Artie fucking yokes that motherfucker up against the, like, fucking shelves. (laughs) You didn't see nothing. You ain't seen nothing, all right? And then Ricky's like, yeah, all right. You're not going to tell anyone either. And then they run out. He runs out with Angela just as Mel is like coming into the kitchen, which I forgot to mention. Ronnie just got a call. Like, that's why he passed Angela off to mm-hmm. Artie's because Mel was talking to him on the phone. And then Mel just comes walking in. Why the fuck can you wait 30 seconds till he was at the mess hall, too? Or rec hall, whatever it's called. Uh, sometime after, Artie's like putting the biggest pot of fucking oh my, water I've ever seen. The biggest boil. pot I've ever seen in my life is written down. Yeah, it's, it literally is two stories high. Yeah, he has it like water in it, trying to boil the fucking water so they can cook corn. And it's Dude, the biggest corn. pot I've I ever seen corn, in my life. So. so the band. Then we see a shot of someone come in and hide while he's like in the pantry, putting the salt in it. Yeah, well, he goes in the pantry. Somebody walks in and yeah. hides, and then when he comes out, yes, uh, of the. He goes to put salt into the water to like, get it to boil faster, and he's standing on a step stool. Which, if you need a pot big enough to stand on a fucking step stool over a stove, you have a fucking issue. And he's already a tall dude. Yeah, he's big as fuck. Um, so he's like, uh, the mysterious person like comes up behind him and tries to pull out the step stool from okay. underneath his feet. When this happens, yeah, like, and he's holding the pot. Like, so this person's he's pulling not, the he's, he's pulling the thing. The pot. He's holding the shelf that's oh, like above the pot. So he's holding the shelf, and the yeah. person's grabbing the step stool. And he's like, "You, you need to stop that right now. Yeah. Let go. Now yeah, step off, you fucking idiot. Yeah, like push off the fucking shelf. Step off the step stool. Yeah, because he's kind of like leaning forward on yeah. the shelf, holding it. So you better not, like, bro. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you <laughs> fucking idiot. You're grown ass adult. Beat someone's ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So then he like yeah he curses at them and then he, I like he offers an ice cream sundae He's, yeah I got a real nice ice cream sundae for you yeah and then they grab the stool and just yank it out until he fucking falls over pulling the pot of boiling water on top of him burning and blistering him all over yeah like, as he screams and agony he got me the vibes of um when Mrs Voorhees gets her head cut off and her hands are in the air like you guys can't yeah. see but like he's yeah. like, oh no and yeah. it's the same exact thing but the fucking makeup here looks incredible yeah no this is one of those areas where they thought about doing like a time lapse shot and they realized they, they couldn't do it for production purposes. Yeah. So um, their director of special effects came up with the idea to lay him trench. on the ground and they put like a silicone layer like over his face and everything with like pockets of uh, where fluid can enter in. And they had tubes going up underneath him from the back. Yeah. And so well, as they, he was... They, they said he couldn't put it on his back because it would stop the tube. So they right. actually had so it running through him. the floor. Yeah. So it's just... but. Awesome! Like it, yeah. the effect is great. It, yeah, I was watching. And I think it, I they was said like, there's even like smoke or something inside the blisters. But like you see them actually bubbling out mm-hmm. while like that's such fucking good effects. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it was great. Um, so then the doctor that comes, he tells Mel <laughs> that every nerve in his body must feel like it's on fire. Yeah, what I, kind of doctor is this man? His doctor's like not even trying to be comfortable. He goes. Man, he must be hurt. Yeah. You know he's in pain, and then, right? And then Ronnie's like, <laughs> and then Ronnie asks about his eyes, and the doctor's like, 
Ah, it's too early to tell. <laughs> and then and then he asked again, "What's going on?" He like he yeah. re-asked him, and he's like, "He." I don't know if he meant to say that or like he, they messed up yeah. here. It doesn't make sense. What uh, I don't know if Ronnie or Mel said it. I think it's so. Mel. Oh no, Mel says, "What's the prognosis?" And he's like, "Well, I think I, I, I just told you." But I think Mel's <laughs> trying to like force him to say shit, you know, because yeah. he kind of yeah. asks like if they can move along and get the ambulance out of here as soon as possible, so like no one knows it ever happened. Yeah. I, I was reminded of. Uh, that guy from the guy from Pootie Tang when I was watching this because like you know he's oh you know it's Sunny out too he's like man you know he's hurt you know he, he's probably hurt too yeah. like I was like okay we get it he goes burned all over <laughs> eyes probably not gonna work yeah if I was him I'd probably want to be dead and then this is when Mel goes over to the the kitchen crew and said how about a raise head chef my new head chef and I guess this is when he says fifty or fifteen or. Yeah, he says fifty. It's fifty and yeah. an extra week, and the guy, the the, the guys, are, Whoa, you know, you know that's, what? That's awful and nice of you, sir. I didn't see him. I didn't see him get burned by that big ass pot. <laughs> and then he like tells um, tell your crew that they can get yeah. fifteen extra a week. Yeah, for the helpers. And then he tells Ben to like have him and his men say, "Already found a new job," just in case anyone asks. Yeah, yo, I like when they're pulling Ben away when he's trying to pull Ben away to talk to him, and one of his kitchen guys starts to follow him, and like Mel looks over his shoulder and he's like, "Oh, nope." Sorry, <laughs> and I think those helpers. I think they're just counselors too, because some one of them or two of them were in bunks later on. I did not notice that. I did, but it's only because I watched this movie probably like eight times in the last two days. So, not eight times or two days. Okay, probably like so you're better than three us. times over the last four days. But oh, and this and then it cuts to um, I guess the boys' yeah, room the, it's or the boys' bunk. Yeah, boys' bunk, and they have Mozart on the ground. Yeah. And mind over matter. <laughs> the mind over matter trick. Oh, my God. I've heard of this called the atomic sit-up. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too. Yeah, but they call it, like, mind over matter. But they didn't do it They didn't do it the right way, I don't think, right? With the, the towel over his head, right? Well, there's towel over his eyes. Yeah, but someone's... You're supposed to hold it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And then the point is to, like, mind over matter. You can sit up even if we're holding this towel down. Ready? And then... he's Yeah, so they have that the towel over his eyes and tell him to sit up. And he goes to eat someone's ass, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, Paul gets, like, into position. Yeah. And then... They unblindfold Mozart like as he's doing the sit up, and he sits up really fast and gets his nose right in the crack of fucking Paul's ass. <laughs> yeah, like that's gonna smell like that for eight weeks, probably. Scrub it all you want. Yeah, and I was watching. There's there's shit particles in your nose, <laughs> stuck in your fucking nose hair. Taco taco nose. Um, but then just as this like happened, Gene, the crop top wearing head of the boys' cabin. That's my guy, man. I wished. I wish. I don't know if that was a thing in the '80s. Crop tops for men. If I was in shape, I would wear one today. Just putting it there. <laughs> what about um, a romper? No, absolutely. I like that's rompers. fucking terrible. Those are cool. But he comes walking in and tells the boys to get their stuff because they got a game to play. They're going to play baseball. It's softball. Well, it's, they, they, whatever, same thing. They're they underhand it and the ball's huge. It's, it's yeah, but they, they say they said baseball though. I'm pretty sure. I think they say softball. It doesn't matter because later on they say softball. That doesn't matter. But this and take this like when they cut to this, it this this scene goes on for entirely too long. Yeah, this is like the longest there's a couple of these that like yeah, overdrawn was, scene. Yeah. I was waiting for the point, but like I kept watching and I was like, "Okay." Oh, well, I think it was just for, for them to curse each other out. Yeah, to build like some character, but yeah. also he said, um, the "Director, what the fuck's his name?" Robert, um, something I can't remember. I don't have the paper. Yeah, it's on the ground somewhere. Yeah, he said that he liked this, or he it like uh, made this purposely long because he, it felt the most like a real camp to him. Like this kind of stuff, like where they were playing games and stuff. Well, yeah, for sure, I, I understand that. But for the viewer, 
It's terrible. Do you really want to watch eight minutes of them playing baseball? Of basically baseball. Ricky talking smack. And, but if Ricky is funny. He says some funny stuff. Oh, what's the one he says? No problem, Gino. This guy blows dead dogs. Just lay it in there. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Maybe. Yeah. He said, yeah. He's like, Ricky's got some good comebacks. Yeah. So basically, they just play baseball for eight minutes, and nothing really happens. They win. Well, the, yeah. So the younger boys, because he, because Ricky's in a bunk with like the younger boys, yeah. And then Bill, who's that other guy's in the bunk with the older boys, and they younger boys like win. So the older boys are kind of fucking pissy. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, it cuts to like the uh, the rec hall. Yeah, and I the, guess they're just hanging out. There's like yeah, a dance, dance going on. Didn't even know when that happened. Yeah. Um, there's a the couple older, socials in this. In yeah, this movie. but the older boys are like standing around talking about going skinny dipping and decide to like ask Angela. And I think the boys are Kenny and Mike. So, yeah. oh, two of yeah, the two of the boys, Kenny and Mike, they ask Angela to go skinny dipping. But when she just like stares at them, they start calling her names, like making fun of her. Like, what are you, retarded? Yeah. <laughs> and then this is when Ricky comes over and defends her honor. Yeah. And he's ready to wrestle. He might actually wrestle them, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, Ricky and Paul come over and they yeah. start like a fight. Yeah. But I think like Ricky's the one that's really fighting out there. Yeah. Ricky says, fuck my friend swing first. I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. Paul, I like, did a little slap back to up. Yeah. So then, like. Then, uh, then Mel comes over and was like, breaks it up. Yeah. And Ricky gets sent to the. Detention. Taken, yeah, no, the infirmary for a bloody nose. Yeah. And then when that happens, when he goes away, like, Paul comes over to Angela and talks to her while Judy watches from afar, like, fucking brooding. Um, and Gene comes in and tells the bo- all the boys from his bunk it's time to get back to the cabin for the night. And Paul gets up to leave. And as he walks away, Angela uh, says to him, Yeah, and he turns around and he's like, wait, what? And he gets like, so excited and horny. And, he's like, like, you talking to me, huh? And Judy's just like, looking like, that fucking bitch getting somebody else horny. <laughs> it's And it's like such a, like, a happy, giddy moment because yeah. she's like, good night. And he's like, good night. Yeah. And just like runs out yeah. the door. Oh, my God. It's so fucking terrible. <laughs> and like I said, Judy's just mad as fuck. She's like, I'm the only person that gets people fucking horny around here. I'm the horny girl. <laughs> That's what they call me. Uh, and then at the beach, like by the lake, the older boys are trying to convince the older girls to go skinny dipping with them. And then they say, like, oh, start without us. And the boys, like, get all fucking mad. Like, fine. Screw you guys. We're, We're going to go We've been anyway. in the Marines before. We're going to go get naked. So all the boys just, like, go skinny dipping anyway without the girls. Yeah. So. The fuck is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, people can do what they want, but. Yeah. They're here to party. That don't help. No. <laughs> anything. So then, um. Kenny, one of the boys from earlier, convinces Leslie to take a canoe ride with him. They got on the boat. While they're in the canoe, he starts rocking it to like scare her, but then winds up flipping it, causing Leslie to swim away. Sorry. And his dumb ass to be just there by himself. Yeah. And for some reason, he goes under the flip canoe and starts yelling off for fucking Leslie when he just saw her swimming yeah, away. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. And like, uh, He was on marijuana weed And plant. he starts to sing that little tune. And then just as like he does this, a person pops up from under the water and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? The other boys would be interested in seeing you. And the person just grabs his head and forces it underwater. Like no fucking problem. And as this is happening, you see all the, like the guys walking away. Yeah. So cool thing about this scene, um, the girl who's in the boat and then the girl who, because as they're walking away, you know, mm-hmm. the girl comes back to shore and she's like, she's like, oh, you guys suck. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Those are two different girls. I didn't even realize that. Those are two totally different actresses. So the girl on the dock and the girl coming out of the water 
original actress. The whole girl on the Didn't boat that. was the director's uh, girlfriend at the time. But that's a good sign that people don't notice that because that means you're invested in the movie, not like yeah. If I didn't dig, I would not have noticed. It didn't even it didn't even phase me. And there's a couple times in this movie where that occurs. There's another scene later on. I don't know which 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 social it's at. Judy's sitting on a bench and she has two older guys with her. It might have been change. this scene. And like literally when they come back to her, it's two totally different guys in totally different outfits. Well, she's also a whore, so. <laughs> okay, Kyle. She's like a 15-year-old <laughs> girl. But they literally whore, said but... in post-production, they were like, yeah, we were counting on people being focused on Judy and not noticing the guys change. I didn't notice, so. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch this. Great. Now, now I know what I'm doing tomorrow. So it's the next day, and like a counselor is at the water at the dock throwing things in anger. He's like, "How the hell did that get there?" Like, dude, he's yeah. just fucking. Listen, I've mad done that job. I've done that job in the past. When he was throwing those chairs, he'd be like, "People expect me to pick this up." I was like, "Dude, he just is go, throwing everything." Yeah. Then he like flips over the fucking canoe and finds like Kenny's dead body, and fucking sudden comes a scared bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little snake, snaky snake slithering yeah. out of his dead corpse's mouth. And the only reason they did a life cast was just because they would have had him snake. just... Yeah, because the snake coming out of his mouth. They wanted to do that so bad because they almost fucked up that casting. Like he said, when he went back to like it later on, like they casted it. And when he went back to see if it was cured, when he was taking it out, it like got fucked up and he had to like piece things together. Oh my God. And he did like a beautiful job with it. Yeah, he, fantastic. He said, the only reason we wanted to do that is because of the snake. Yeah. Um, so then there's like an ambulance taking the body away in a body bag and a cop is on the scene. Cop Frank. That's his and name. those are real ambulance, uh, real yeah. like EMT people yeah, the from town, the town. The, town, yeah, like, the, the, the cop it. car, the ambulance, even the police officer's uniform was on loan from the police department. Oh, I didn't know the outfit too. Yeah, the outfit was yeah. on loan from the police department. They, they were like really cool with like them shooting there and they thought it was the most cool, like awesome thing ever. Yeah. So they let them use all that shit. Um, but uh, they're talking to Mel and Ron- he's talking to Mel and Ronnie about like uh, the death of... I guess, and Mel insists that like the it's death an accident. An accident. <laughs> and then Mel walks off, and Ronnie tells the cop like that he remembers Kenny being such a good swimmer. He's like, it's really weird. Kenny's definitely a good swimmer. Yeah, Officer Dangle on the job. And then somewhere else in the camp, the girls are playing volleyball, but Angela is like sitting out because she, she don't like to participate. Angela's dead. Angela yeah, so Paul comes up. This is when Paul when she's sitting there. Paul comes up and is talking to her, and then I guess Judy complains to one of the people. Yeah. And then Paul's like, I got to go, all right? Shouldn't you be swimming or something like that, they say to him? Yeah, when Meg finally Judy, comes Judy's up. like, why did she get to talk to all the boys and we got to play volleyball? Yeah, so then Meg, being a little cunt, comes over. And, like, she tells Paul to get out. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, um, tells Angela, like, she has to play. But then Susie comes over, who's another, like, head counselor mm-hmm. of that cabin, and says, like, don't don't worry about it. You're good. You don't have to do anything. Stupid bitch. <laughs> Uh, but then she like says like oh would you rather do something else like sailing and Angel's like nah I'm alright <laughs> like my dad died sailing I don't want to do that yeah <laughs> uh, so after the movie in the rec hall because that's what Paul goes over to Angel yeah. to ask her if she wants to go to the movie um, they I love what, first of all I want to go back to that real quick when he's like oh do you want to go to the movie with me like the rec hall and she's like don't we all have to go yeah and he's like well, I mean, like together, together. <laughs> but um, so after the movie, uh, Paul walks Angela back to her cabin, and he like takes her off to the side of the cabin though, and kisses her, and she looks l- like she just fucking saw a ghost. Or yeah, something. right. She's like, fuck. Yeah. And um, then then he demands another kiss. Well, he immediately like apologizes. He's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, I did that." 
And she's like, oh, no, that's okay. And then he like, kisses her again, though. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she said, hashtag me too. And um, Judy walks up and comments about how like close Paul and Angela are getting mm-hmm. after. Because I think Angela goes inside, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Paul walks into his cabin where he finds like Ricky and the boys doing the classic like shaving cream, cream while, the Mozart. Yeah, while he's sleeping. Like, it, was in his good. it was good. Yeah. Got him real good. It's fucking classic. But then when Mozart like slaps himself in the face, he fucking wakes up and starts chasing Ricky around the cabin with a knife, which is the worst chase scene I've ever seen. You can tell like he never wanted to actually catch him. Yeah. Uh, Gene comes in and like takes the knife from him for the rest of the summer. Then at the beach, Paul comes up behind. Uh, Angela while she's like sitting on the bleachers and she puts his hands over her eyes he's like guess, guess who? who and she's like Ricky um Ricky <laughs> no yeah he's fuck what is Burt Reynolds yeah Burt Reynolds that's what it was <laughs> like uh, close Burt Reynolds <laughs> guess who um Ricky nope uh Burt Reynolds you're getting warmer I give up Surprise. Who are you? And then Paul, uh, so, oh, Judy sees it again. So she like tries to ruin fucking good time again by sending Meg over. And then Paul leaves when he sees Meg before she even gets up. So Meg starts yelling at Angela about not, not going into the water or answering her questions. So she begins to violently like shake Angela, but this time saved by Ronnie who runs over. Yeah. Who scolds Meg and like sends her back to her post. But then at the back of the cabin, in front of everyone, Judy starts making a scene about Angela getting Meg in trouble and how Angela never showers with the other girls. Uh, what are you, a queer? Saying that she hasn't hit puberty and she's a carpenter's dream. Yeah. Flat as a board and in need He's of a, a good screw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Susie comes over and like is trying to stop Judy, but then Judy like says, like, fuck you or something, so Susie slaps Fuck, her. winds up and just hits her in the face, and when she hits she's like, oh, shit. She said, bitch. And then she's like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I, 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 I just hit a kid. kid. Oh, I think she's still I'm a kid. Out, I'm out, dog. Like, I think she's supposed to be, like, 17. She takes showers when no one can see. She has no hair down below. Judy, she's a real carpenter's dream. The lad is a board and needs a screw. Fuck off. So then Angela gets up and says she's going to see her cousin. So as she's walking over to Ricky's cabin, the boys from like another cabin start hitting Angela with fucking water balloons. Dude, when the one hits her in the head explodes, yeah. I was like, holy shit. And then this is when Ricky runs over to her aid and just is literally just cursing them out. Oh my god, he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Um and he screams at them. And then Mel breaks it up, threatening to throw like all the boys out if he ever catches them doing anything like that again. And he tells them to get ready because it's almost time to eat. Yeah. It's but time then- for dinner. Yeah, almost time. Yeah, but then someone, he says again to someone else, like, it's like. Well, he tells them it's like time for dinner, but then he says to Ricky, like, yeah, it's, it's so time. weird. Like, like all right, he tells Angela, oh, go get changed. It's yeah. almost time to eat. But then Billy, who was one of the boys from like earlier, yeah. He heads back to his cabin where the boys say they're, they're, yeah, because, but he's, they say they're about to have a softball game. Bro, I thought it was fucking dinner time. Yeah. What the fuck is happening here? He's yeah, like, you're going to play softball? He's like, I guess I will. Yeah, but he's like, I have to take a wicked dump. Uh, so the other boys leave and Billy goes into a stall to shit and a mysterious person slides a broomstick through the handles of the bathroom stalls locking it shut and then they go outside and take a fucking knife to the screen like above Billy's head and they stick a beehive on a stick through the <laughs> hole in the screen and you hear like all the like buzzing like, yeah, yeah, bzz, yeah. Bzz, but you see no bees at all and then um, might have been wasp hornets I think it was bees though yeah. when they because so, so definitely a wasp nest and then a for the effect yes 
Uh, so the bees like sting Billy to death, and he's finally able to break through the stall, like door, like through the door, just in time for like his body to drop on the floor dead. Yeah, bees like covering all of him. Well, yeah. his like face and his mm-hmm. arm. Uh, Mel is talking to Ronnie, and he thinks that they're like, uh, he thinks they're done pretty much. Like they might as well close the yeah, camp because they only have about twenty five left. Yeah. Um. So Ronnie's like convinces him to at least finish out the summer and then just consolidate the bunks. So then Mel tells Ronnie that he knows who the killer is. He can see the hate in his eyes, and he'll take care of him. <laughs> Mel's on a mission. He's fucking Batman, pretty much. Basically. <laughs> Bro, what, are they tap dancing up there? They're playing musical chairs? Chill. So Angela's, like, standing around, and Paul sneaks up behind her, scaring her, and she's like, I thought you were the killer. Yeah. Uh, then they go down to the lake and start messing around until, like, Paul pretty much like tackles Angela, yeah, and then like kisses her. Well, they start kissing each other really. So this time she's like down for it. Then he starts like Paul starts to cop a feel, and Angela like stops him. She's like, "Don't." And he says, "Come on, Angela, I'm not doing anything." And then starts kissing her fucking neck and like trying to undo her shirt again. Yeah, and then this is when Angela has her Vietnam flashback. (laughs) Yeah, she's (laughs) She's like weirdest thing ever. And she remembers like her and her twin, uh, how they caught her father in bed with Lenny. And they're not, like, doing anything. They're just laying together, but it looks really sensual. Yeah, it Kind of turned me on. He's got the long chest I'm hair. not gay or anything, but it was kind of turned I'm, me on. I may have uh, replayed this with Careless Whisper in the background. It worked. <laughs> that sounds good. And then, the like, they cut to the twins in bed, and the boy is reaching out to touch, like, the girl's chest. Like, just with a like, pointer finger. Yeah. It's like E.T. trying to phone home or whatever. <laughs> now, I've never seen E.T., so. Uh, and she, like, pushes Paul off. Yeah, like, no. And then runs away. He's like, Angela? How many times do you think Angela was... There's definitely a statistic somewhere. How many times do you think it was yelled in this movie? I don't have it. I'm just wondering. I'll go back and a count lot. it. I'm going to guess 74. I'm going to guess 13. 100. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so the campers are all out like on the field playing capture the flag. And Paul apologizes to Angela. And she... Uh, when he's... She says like... Uh, Oh, she says, so she's like, yeah, sorry, but she just, like, wasn't ready. So then Paul immediately tries to, like, make a move on her and put his arm around her again. Like, I don't understand. So she pushes him away, and he asks, what's the matter with you? And she, like, stares off into the distance, and she's like, I have to go. (laughs) Fucking weird. (laughs) So Judy walks over to Paul and tells him that, uh... To forget about Angela, because she knows things. Winkity wink, wink, yeah, wink. How to suck that good dick. Okay, Kyle. Fucking <laughs> hell yeah, 13-year-old girl. Good, good at sucking dick. Please cut that. <laughs> I will not. I refuse. Um, then Ricky like runs to catch up to Angela because he has a plan to capture the other team's flag. Yes. Since you go this way, I go this way. They can't catch both of us. But where? what's the shortcut? They had to go through the woods. Through the woods. Over the river. Through the woods. To Angela's house we go. Well, to get the flag, but oh. I don't think she lives where the flag is. Um, <laughs> so he like begs her for help, and she finally agrees. And as they cut through the woods, they split up, and Ricky walks up on Paul and Judy, who are like kissing in the woods. And then Angela catches them and runs off. So Paul's like, oh, no, Angela, Angela. So he follows her. And then Judy starts like laughing, and Ricky says she's a real scumbag. And she's like, fuck you, Ricky. I love how, like, Angry and fucking mean they both are. Yeah, I like how when Ricky's walking away, he just throws the finger and just keeps walking. I think what makes it better is you know they're real kids and they're saying shit like "fuck you" like in movies, and you don't see that a lot. I literally was watching fucking kids, and and the 
the interactions with them seem like the same type of interactions that we would have as kids. Like, exactly. Like, it seems very natural. Like, I wonder if something actually went on between these two and they were venting it through their acting. Well, between um, Ricky and Angela's characters, yes. They actually, like, were starting to date. That's what we were saying. It yeah, I know, but I'm saying I wonder if between Ricky and uh, Judy's character. No, I don't think so. Apparently, Karen, like, what's her name? Karen something was, like, really nice. Karen Fields? Yeah, Fields. She was, like, really nice. Apparently, she's, like, the complete opposite of Judy. Everyone said. Um, so then later at the waterfront, Paul goes over to Angela. Yeah. And then Judy, like, interrupts, like, always fucking saying that Paul said that she was a prude. And then Paul walks away, like, all ashamed. He's like, fuck, I did say that. I'm I stupid. gotta go. I'm a stupid bitch. He's literally, like, the worst character, I think. Um, but then Judy says that Angela should go for a swim. But Angela just, like, stares at her mm. fucking looking wild. Uh, so Meg comes over and, like, grabs Angela. Picking her up, bring her over to the water to throw her in, and she pleads for help. But when Ricky tries, like hears and tries to come help her, Mel's kind of stopping him, accusing him of being the. Person. You're the killer. Yeah, I know it. And also too, like they didn't want to throw in the water too because they were all friends, like uh, Judy, Meg, and and um, Angela. Yeah, they did not want to do it because they're like, yeah, we're all like good friends. We I wouldn't want to do this to her to like yeah, hurt I her. That, but I mean, it's for a movie, so yeah, kind of gotta. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then so. Ronnie, like, runs over to stop Mel, like, from fucking shaking Ricky and, like, yelling at him. When Ronnie probably should have been fucking going over to Angela, who's being carried to the fucking water. Yeah. Like, where the fuck... Where was anybody during that? Besides Ricky. Right. So, fucking Ricky runs over to help his cousin, but it's too late because Meg drops Angela into the water. And a counselor helps Ricky pull Angela out of the water. As the, And as they start to walk back to, to the bleachers, little kids just start throwing fucking sand at them. Literally, the probably. What is the point of that? Fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> she's wet, so when they throw sand, it's gonna stick to her. Fucking little shits. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. And I think Ricky like yells at them, like says like "fucking kids" or "fuck you" or something to them. Um. So and then Ricky, when they finally get to the bleachers, though, Ricky says like, "They won't. Uh, we won't let them get away with this. I promise that we won't." Dun dun dun. So at night, Ronnie gives all the counselors their duties, but Meg and like one other counselor have the night off. So Meg goes up to Mel, don't get them confused, and asks if they can have that dinner that Mel promised her. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Fucking horny old guy. Yeah, that, this one really caught me by surprise. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it literally came out of nowhere. Like, okay. literally. I, I literally was like, did I miss a scene? Yeah, I don't understand because he's not attractive for an old guy. And I don't know what she could possibly get out of this. She's just a counselor in a fucking summer camp. So then, uh, yeah, I don't Sugar know. Sugar daddy? I don't know. The so Meg goes back to, like, the girl's cabin to get ready, and she sees that there's a long line for the shower. So instead of waiting, she decides to go to the now empty cabin, since they consolidated, next door to take a shower. And then while humming in the shower, we get a shot of the cabin door opening, and, like, there's a figure silhouette standing in the opening. Yeah. And then it cuts to Meg where she's... Uh, in the shower and she like puts her back up against yeah, the shower the wall this. and a knife stabs through the back of the shower wall into her back and is dragged down slowly in one like long slash yeah weirdest thing the ever. fucking metal and her back instead of just like I mean I guess it's not happening to me but you think you just take a step forward like Ow, who's the leaning against the shower do- the shower thing like that though. why are they that thin that, it could be that cheap plastic stuff that they put around they, they they said it was supposed to be like it was. I think it was like real metal. They said it's easy to cut through. Like that shit is cheap and easy to cut mm. through. But like the, sh- had, the showers over there are like a thin plastic. Yeah, I know. But those are still hard to cut through. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never like tried. Like bath fitter kind of shit? Yeah, I've never Yeah, tried. those are still hard as fuck. They're usually not actual plastic. It's usually like um, fiberglass or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're fucking terrible. Trust me. Uh, so then the person like uh, cleans off the knife in the shower, does a terrible job, yeah. and shuts off the water. So camp counselor Eddie is seen taking the young campers into the woods because that's his duty for the night. Yeah. And they're going to rough it under the stars. But then at the social... Paul approaches Angela and again apologizes to her because he's a little bitch boy. And Judy like barges past the two of them, holding uh, Mike, who's one of the, cam- the campers, like pulls him past, like with her, um, saying some rude shit as always. I don't remember what she said, some fucking dickhead shit. And uh, Paul keeps like asking for forgiveness, and Angela tells him, "Meet me at the waterfront after the social." Uh, back in the woods, a couple of campers beg Eddie to take them back to camp because they're cold. Yeah, no, like what the hell? When did it get so cold? Well, it was nighttime. I don't know. I don't. They're know. not like in a cabin. I don't know. I've never camped outside, so I don't like. It's camping. supposed to be during the summer, but I don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've slept on a park bench. Why? Reasons. Community park. I'm assuming. Where? A couple different places. Or the community River park. Beach. Parkway know. overhang. Okay, what the fuck is wrong with you? I had a great childhood. <laughs> okay. So he leaves with them and the, like the two uh, kids that were asking to leave. And he leaves the rest of them sleeping in their sleeping bags. And this is where we get another shot, a first person shot of someone who walks up to them, looks at the like sleeping camper kids, and then the camera pans to a hatchet. Yeah. Which is dark as fuck and it's almost impossible to see what you're looking at. Yes. Uh, Mel goes to the social looking for Meg. Who yeah, he's horny. He's like, what the hell, man? I haven't had a date in 20 years. I'm trying to get my wiener sucked by <laughs> yeah. a 17-year-old girl. She's hot. She's got nice bosoms. Seen him in the shower. <laughs> okay, Kyle. <laughs> uh, but when he doesn't find her, he goes back to check the bunk like where he almost uh, where he almost catches Judy and Mike kissing. Yeah. But Mike went under the bed real quick. So Judy says the last time she saw Meg is when she went next door to take a shower hours ago. So he like leaves to go check the other cabin. And then Mike's like... I got I got to go. I don't. And she's like, "You're just a chicken shit." Yeah. Because he doesn't want to get in trouble. He doesn't yeah. want to get caught, so he dips. <laughs> and he says, "We'll see." You. He's like, "See you tomorrow, Judy," or something like that. Or and then she's like, "Don't count on it, chicken shit." Yeah. <laughs> she's such a bitch. <laughs> I fucking love it. So Mel goes into the cabin next door, where he walks into the bathroom and finds Meg's dead body that falls like out of the shower curtain as soon as he walks in there yeah. for some reason. He doesn't interact with the shower; it just falls. His oh my god, his acting in this. Oh Meg, <laughs> Meg, yeah, not Meg, <laughs> only girlfriend I was ever gonna have. Yeah, uh, and he's like, I swear I'll stop him. He's I've gotta stop him. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> he's convinced it's Ricky. Well, yeah, we got that. Well, you, I'm pretty sure you know, like, would assume that by this point. I'm gonna so, do it for you, Meg. So I'm Judy, kill Judy, who is now curling her hair with a curling iron, don't know why though, because she's it's fucking late and she's like the trying lights to go to are bed, off and she's trying to go to bed. Well, she says why the lights are off, but she's trying to go to bed soon. Why the fuck are you curling your hair? I don't know. I've never had curled my hair before. Like I understand like wearing curlers or something, but like I've never heard of people curling their hair and then going to sleep. That defeats the purpose of doing your hair. I don't know. I'll do it tonight until you know what happens. But um, <laughs> the door opens to the bunk, and a silhouette is standing there in the doorway, which you can totally tell it's fucking Jonathan Tiersten, who plays Ricky, with a wig on. Yes. And especially now that's in, like, 2K definition. Yes. It You could tell it's fucking him. Like, no doubt about it. 
Uh, so Judy asks, like, who's there? But says, whoever it is, don't turn on the lights. Or the, uh, we'll have to go to the social. So the person, like, approaches Judy. and I think, Oh, it's you. Yeah, and she, the person punches her, making her a little woozy here. Yo, I, I paused right when he punched because something didn't look right to me. Uh-huh. And that arm that punches her is jacked. Yeah, no shit. Like, filthy jacked. Like I didn't. We'll talk about it later, though. Yeah, let's I looked talk at, about that. So, like, my as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Yo, this killer's." I I I don't know who this is, but this dude's strong. It's Ronnie. Sorry, guys. It's Ronnie. <laughs> no. Um. So they pick up like the curling iron and they put a pillow over her head, and you see the shadow of the curling iron go down towards her body, followed by muffled screams, and her hands just go into the air. Pretty yeah. much, they stabbed her in the the, the pussy. Yeah, I think they were going to show this or but something. A hot curling iron. Yeah, they were going to show this, and then they, the MPA myth them cut cut it off, cut it, get rid of it. I don't think they ever. I think they all said that there was no way we would ever get away with it. So they yeah, didn't they. Try. It's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read online that the MPAA um, made them cut the scene down. They went to the MPAA once, and they just said, "You get an R rating." And they said, "Darn, sorry." <laughs> like they or they said, "We have bad news. We're giving you an R rating." And they were like, "What the fuck?" I think yeah, that I think no. I'm they, serious. That scene. They made them cut that scene. So I know that they were really concerned that they were going to get an X rating from the MPAA. Yep. But they managed to eke by. I guess maybe they had some discussions in uh, the back about certain things, but they seemed to eke by with what they had. And like, I know the director was like, "Like, oh darn, yeah, we got an R, we got an R, you got us, you got us." Damn but, MPAA, we um, got away with it. It wasn't for this movie. But another question: Why the fuck are her hands just up in the air, not trying to fight off whoever's sticking a fucking curling iron into her pussy hole? Do dogs have pussy hole? <laughs> Shout out to Chris Peterson. Probably never listened to this. Um, but then the person like pulls the bed like away from the wall because Judy's bed is up against the wall, and they push Judy's body onto the floor and then push it back into place, hiding the body under it. And I guess she's supposed to be dead. Yeah, from a curling iron in her vagina. I don't know. I've in never her got v- vagina. I never got one. Her Virginia. Me neither. So then Eddie, the camper who was with the little campers out in the woods, goes back to the campsite where he finds the bodies and the sleeping bags of the little campers hacked up, causing him to, like, puke and then run off for help. When he pukes, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. And then back... It looked like he's honestly was waiting for someone to say, okay, now. Yeah. Yeah, Because he's, like, looking up, like... It looks like he, like, sipped some coffee before he walked into that take. Nope. Nope. Yep. (laughs) I got a little... I let a little out. Is that okay? (laughs) Should I put it back? (laughs) So back at the social, Ricky arrives just as people are like leaving because, you know, it's over. And he goes inside to get something to eat, comes back out. And then while he's walking to his cabin, he's pulled away by an unseen person, like pulling him back by his neck. And at the same time, Ronnie's like in the background receiving a call about the young campers who were just killed. Mel, who grabbed, it's the person who grabbed Ricky, like uh, starts pushing Ricky to the ground and then gets on top of him and starts beating his fucking yeah, he's like, ass. Yeah, he's, he's like slapping the like shit King, out of like him. Like King Kong smashing him. Like, yeah. like literally in full mount, just pound hammer fist. Yeah. <laughs> and he beats him unconscious and then he's like, oh shit, I gotta go. He literally says <laughs> that. I, I didn't do this. Yeah, he's literally like, oh, I have to get away. I think that's what he says. Yeah. Uh, he runs into like the archery range where he sees someone in the distance like holding an arrow and he's like, it can't be. It can't be you. And then he catches a fucking arrow to the throat. No problem. Real nice. Which is actually a really good effect. And how they did that was like... Um, they really shot him in the neck because they knew he was going to die. Yeah. But that guy <laughs> did not want to do it. He was like scared to do that scene. Yeah. Because of that. And they had to like show him like a mock-up of it to get him comfortable with it. Uh, so the police arrive on site and are greeted by the counselors. And then Ronnie tells... Okay. One, these what? police... 
these fucking mustaches. Well, you can't see it too good here, though. But do you know, like, yeah. immediately when I saw this, I said, bro. Bro, I know. They're bad. But you can't see it yet, kind of. Okay. So Ronnie tells, like, one of the counselors that there's a killer on the loose and to go make sure no one leaves their cabin. But the guy's like, oh, well, Ricky and Paul haven't come back yet. I have a question. Where the fuck is Gene? Is he one of the people that left? Because, like, I don't know. he was the head of that cabin. Yeah. And now he's gone. Well, I mean, I don't know. So uh, everyone goes off to find, like, the two missing boys, Ricky and Paul. So then Angela meets Paul at the waterfront and says they should go swimming and tells Paul to take off his clothes. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, hell yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm getting naked Fuck right yeah, now. I've yeah, only yeah, seen brother. one person get naked quicker, and that was Trav when the delivery man came to Lou's house. That's a <laughs> true life story. I said, we should all get in our boxers. And by the time I had my shirt off, Trav was butt-ass naked. The police officer searching for the two unaccounted for boys finds Ricky like bruised, bloody, and beaten in bushes. And then as he's carrying uh as they're carrying him out, like a counselor a counselor finds Meg and screams, causing the officer to like run over. So he goes inside the the cabin where Meg's body is and walks out. And this is where you get a close up of fucking Officer oh. Frank from earlier, his mustache. And you can tell it is a fake fucking mustache. It it literally looks like they put construction paper on his upper lip and just wiped some hot glue on there to keep it on his lip. Yeah. It is the worst fake mustache. I literally so I was watching it like at night. Yeah. And so by the time I got to this point, I was already tired because of work. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I literally said, I was like, I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, honey, honey, am I seeing things? And I made her look at it. And she's like, that it, is the worst thing I've ever seen. It looks like in my electrical life. tape. Yeah. That's it, what it, it looked like wet electrical black tape. Black duct tape. Just, yeah. Yeah. Do you know why they did that? Because he shaved it off and didn't realize it. Yeah, well, he got, so after they see, they filmed the stuff in the beginning with him because mm-hmm. it's the same officer. They could have just used a different person, honestly, and just fucking called it a day. But um, they filmed the stuff earlier and then he didn't know he had other parts. So he went and got another role for another like movie or project. So they needed him to shave it off. So he shaved it off. Then they called him like, yeah, we need you to come back. And he's like, fuck. So they just compromised or they improvised. I even guess, if put they, a didn't, fake even if they didn't even put the fake mustache, it would have been fine. Because you would have never known it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could have just said, yeah, shave my mustache. It's been eight years since I've been here. <laughs> but like, they put a fake mustache on him, and it literally looks like electrical tape. It's fucking terrible. So Ronnie and Susie uh, go to the waterfront where they hear some humming, and they walk over, and they see Angela sitting, like Indian style, petting Paul's head. And then we get another flashback of Aunt Martha, who's talking to the twin that survived the boating accident, saying how she's always wanted a little girl. Uh, wouldn't that be nice, Angela? Uh, and then she says, like, Angela's such a lovely name. You're really going to like that name, won't you, Peter? Bum, bum, bum. So you find out the fucking twin that survived was the boy, Peter. And Aunt Martha fucking decided to make her into a girl. Not, Not all the way. Because it comes <laughs> back to the waterfront where Angela stands up, Paul's severed head rolling out of her lap, and she stands there, dick and balls naked, knife in hand, mouth open, making a terrible, low breathing, growling sound. Is that a good impression? That's good. That could have been from the movie. And then the picture of Angela's face fades to green while the credits roll. Which I don't know why they chose green, because it looks fucking stupid. But yeah. And uh, that's it. That's Sleepaway Camp. 1983. That's my birthday. Do you want to go first? I want to actually. I want Rob to go first because this is his first time, and I want to hear like how he feels about this everything. So, okay, so this movie's wild. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
You can nitpick. Some of the scenes were a little too long. You, you know, could nitpick it, the shit out of this if you, you wanted could, to. You could, but I really wanted to go into this film and not be like, since it was my first time seeing it, I didn't want to go in with that critical nitpicky attitude. Yeah. I just wanted to be like, okay, let's see. A lot of people say it's fun film. It's a good film. Let's take a look. So I went in, watched it. I really enjoyed it. It's not the most exciting film in the world through it, but it's it felt natural. There was a lot of stuff that felt natural. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see a quote-unquote teen horror flick with actual teens playing the teenagers. It it lev- it brought an air of authenticity to it that I don't normally see. Like when you say watch some of most of the Friday the 13th, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're a bunch of teenagers around a campfire." I'm like, "That one guy's 36." Like yeah. there's no way. No way. <laughs> I'm 12. You have a driver's license. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I knew going into this that it was legendary for its twist and I took Kyle's advice and I totally just went in blind no twist at all like I didn't know anything about the twist I had a feeling Angela was the killer right they make it very obvious throughout the film that it's Angela or Ricky yeah or Ricky then I started to think that they were a tag team killer <laughs> then I started to think I was like okay Maybe Angela's just this wild psychopath mm-hmm. because I've I've seen the picture of her face. Yeah, and so I'm thinking like maybe at the end they're gonna discover her like laughing or something and like just being crazy. When she stood up, and I was like, "That's not her body. What is this? What has happened?" Oh, that's her body. That's her dick and balls right there. Yeah. Was Rose she, had dick and balls when she turned around? Keep in mind, I'm watching this on the laptop. My girlfriend's sitting next to me, and I'm like. Babe, she's like, what? And I was like, babe, you should have had her watch it. Why would you do that? You got to see this. So 100% uncanny valley. Like I, I, I had to go back and like learn about how they did this shot. And from what I understand, it's a random college guy's body that they hired with a cast of her face masked yes. on top of him. Yep. And it's a, like it's they said it was potato chip thin, so it was like really thin too. And they didn't make it out of latex cuz they knew if they put it on another person, it would deform and it wouldn't look like her. So it's like a hard casting of her face. There's nothing that is not unsettling about this scene. It just threw me for a loop and then like the revelation, I was like, "Great, Martha's back. I don't want to deal with this again." Uh I started to think Martha was actually a guy. Oh, no. Like, it was starting to throw me off. I was like, what is going on here? So, anyway, um, I'm, I don't know. I just, I feel like the twist is, like, it's not the greatest thing in the world. It's definitely, like, something that, like, I did not, I did not see it coming. I'll be honest with you. I did not see that coming, that right. twist coming. Yeah. It, it, it got me. And if I was transported back to 1983 in a movie theater and I saw this in a movie theater, I'm pretty sure... The popcorn would have just fallen out of my hands, and I would have been like looking at everybody in theater, like, "Are we all seeing this right now?" This is why I made eleven million dollars. Yeah, because I, word I, of mouth. As soon as people, dude, you have to go see this. Dude, just go and wait to the end. Yeah, uh, this is definitely that. That twist is really, it's wild. It's wild. Um, but I think I'm gonna be creeped out for a very long time because the combination of the uncanny look. Mm-hmm. How Angela now looks bestial almost, yeah. like, you know, very yeah. lean and muscular. and Yeah, hairy dick area. Hairy, yeah. And way taller than she originally was. 
and just the face and all of it, and then that weird sound that she was making. It was just wild. But I have to think that, was it Ronnie that delivered the line? Angela, she's She's a boy. boy. I was like, okay, we didn't need that, but thank you, Ronnie. There's a pin by uh, uh, Terror Threads, and it, it just says she's a boy. And it's like Angela's face. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those movies. This is one of those movies that would uh, never in a million years fly after 1999. Even Uh, probably after 2010. I think so. Frontal nudity is hard to do, especially male frontal. You would never get just an R rating. No. Yeah, I don't know how they pulled that off. No fucking way. Well, that forgetting Sarah Marshall. What's his name? Dick was out the whole time. Russell Brand. No, the um, Jason Siegel. In the beginning of the movie, he's just like standing there and his dick's out. Didn't know I, that. That's an R rating. Oh, I don't know. Well, regardless, I liked the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm so glad that I finally watched it because now I feel like I've added with this and The Prowler, I've added some cult hits to my, you know, viewers' rapport of slasher films. So I'm Your happy. Repertoire. My repertoire. Uh,. No, I definitely do. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. So now I know when people talk about Sleepaway Camp, the first one at least, I feel like I have a conversation. I get it. I get it. I now know why that weird homeless guy on the bench said they liked your shirt. Yeah. I get it. So do you have a rating? Favorite kill? Least favorite kill? Absolutely. Um, so I would have to say that my favorite kill is Judy. Because there's just a brutality. Even though you don't see it, I was like very uncomfortable. I was like, because you heard that yeah. of like the curling iron, and I was like, Ooh, we all know what that's cook- we all know what that's cooking. Those that ain't scrambled eggs on the oven. Spoiler alert: she ain't dead. There's like a short that they made, and she's like alive and kills people. But is, is the movie Teeth? No, it's literally a, like a short. It's like 15 minutes, and it's shot by the guy who owns sleepawaycampmovies.com and it's fucking terrible the acting's terrible everything's terrible it's, it, lo- it looks like I shot out on like a flip phone not even an iPhone it's fucking terrible so that's, I'll have to check it out it's on the blu-ray but you can probably just look it up it's yeah. called Judy I think okay Judy the short okay alright um, least favorite kill did you say my least favorite kill probably Probably Paul, because right. it happens off screen. I know it's cool. Is like his body's dismembered, and he was a jerk off and deserved it. <laughs> but I hate his fucking face. Like when she like it rolls off her body and onto the floor, and you see it. He's like smiling. Yeah, he was happy. He was dead. He's like, it's over. Finally, I was just found out. I was making out with the dude. He's like, I touched her boobies. Her non-existent boobies. Yeah, I touched her TRT replacement pectoral <laughs> muscles. Um, yeah, so that's my least favorite kill. Overall, I'm gonna give the film a solid eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely not going to get perfect because it's very lackluster in a lot of ways, and it's definitely, you know, short budgeted and everything else. But come on, this is a fun slasher film from the 1980s. It had a hell of a twist, and I liked a lot of the the acting. As much as it was dumb, cheesy, sometimes garbage acting, I enjoyed it. So that's where I stand. Thank you guys for recommending it, and uh, if you haven't seen it, we just spoiled it for you. That's why I chose it because you needed to see it. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark, shooting over to you. Oh, um, sorry, I just didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Don't um, worry, I didn't have to pause. <laughs> um, so the first time I ever seen this movie, I ruined it for myself because I like was on Google and looking up like horror movies I should watch, and it was like, 
oh, Sleepaway Camp best ending, and by mistake I clicked it, and then it was like the picture. I said, that's sick. So I was like, yeah. so then I was like, you know what, fuck it, let me watch it. So then I think that day I watched Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3, which personally I liked the, those two better than the first one. I know you say that. And it, whatever. We can agree to disagree. I'm just a happy camper. Oh, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. So I very, I really do enjoy this movie. At times, the acting is just too terrible. Like, it hurts. Like, the beginning of the movie, it fucking hurts. Like, when they're in the water and that, oh, my God, the people, the people. I'm like, bro. <laughs> but at least, like, it sets a bar for you. And yeah. especially with Aunt Martha, like, it can it only be, go up from here. Yeah, it only can get better. I understand that. It can't get worse. But at times like that, um, I... I I understand what he like we said before, where the guy said he wanted to make it seem like a camp. Those baseball scenes and stuff like that are, are fucking stupid. Um, another thing is, I feel like the kills like they don't really show anything like like actually anyone dying. That's why I don't understand how they even got an R. Like this doesn't seem like it's an R to me because of the effects. Maybe. And then also, I know like um, and there's dick. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then also um, like. You were saying like with the uh, when Judy dies and it's the person with the wig. Like anytime like there's a kill, it's Ricky's hands and stuff like that. Yeah. So they did that on so purpose to did you fool know that? you. Yeah, because uh, in Felissa Rose and uh, her contract, they couldn't film her doing anything. So yeah, her, her mom. Body. Her mom was like, "Nah, dog." Her mom was very hands on, and she didn't want Felissa Rose to be associated in any way with killing because she didn't want to fuck up her 13 year old daughter at the time. She didn't know, even though it's for pretend, she didn't want to fuck her up. And that, and the director realized, like, her hands are way too feminine and it would give it away. And Ricky had manly looking hands. Yeah, because he was 30 fucking five. Yeah. So yeah, was, so when, yeah, that's what I said. When Judy gets punched, I was like, yeah. I, that, that's when I, because the whole time I was suspecting Angela. And then when Judy got punched, I was like, oh, that's an editing error or this is a dude. They it's got to be Ricky. The same exact thing with Mrs. Voorhees, I believe. They yeah. use man hands so. Yeah you would never suspect a woman. And, I mean, even though, technically, Angela was a dude, so... Yeah. Um, my favorite kill is the B kill with, um, what's his name, Mike? Not Mike, um... Billy. Billy. That was good. I just think it's so fucking hilarious. And I wish you yeah. could see that, like, him, like, struggling around in there. Um, my least favorite kill, I don't know, um, probably the girl in the shower, Meg. This is so fucking stupid. Like, she literally backs up to it. Yeah. Like, knowing that's her scene. Like, yeah. yeah. Let me just get it over with. It kind of reminds me of the um, the scene from Scream Four when the one cop gets stabbed in the back through like the peephole thing, the little like mailbox hole. He's like sitting against the door and he gets stabbed right through there and dies. That's not the cop. That's um, her aunt, Nev's aunt. Is it an aunt? I thought it was yeah. a cop that did that. That's um, fucking Emma. Uh, uh, what the fuck's her last name? Roberts? Yeah, Emma Roberts. It's her like mom in the movie. Okay, yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that, and that's kind of corny too. But or cousins? So. I don't know. Whatever it is. But overall, I think anyone should watch it if you haven't seen it yet. We kind of ruined it for you, like Rob said. Yeah. You enjoy the movie. It goes quick. So I give it a seven out of ten because of how bad the acting is in the beginning. In some parts, it's it's um kind of awful, but it's good. It's good. It gets better. It only can get better, I should say. So what about you, Kyle? You picked it? Well, fuck both of you, because it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Fuck both of you. I can't believe you guys disrespect this movie like this. Um, let's go through my reasons. First of all, 
The ending, the twist, if you don't look it up ahead of time, nobody ever suspects that. Yeah, I no, can't yeah, see a I, single I, person no. being 100% it's, I think it honestly is one of the best horror twists ever. Yes. And I was watching the Dead Meat podcast, and they did the kill count on this, and uh, the guy James in it was like, it's sad that the movie's known for this twist. If this twist wasn't in the movie, nobody would give a fuck about no. this movie. It would just be another, like, D-rated yeah. movie. Yeah. And literally, there wouldn't be a Blu-ray of it. Nobody would talk about it today. It's the twist that gets people in. And yeah, the other parts that come with it are fucking great. But if that twist wasn't there, they wouldn't be what it is. Um, I, to me, it's the, like the perfect slasher-like formula. It, it's classic slasher formula. It's people being killed and you don't know who it is. It's a whodunit until the end. Um, but I, I like how their kills are unique in this. And I guess I'll just go straight to my favorite and least favorite. My favorite's uh, Billy's as well with, with the beehive. And the director like, laughs and he's like, "We didn't when they put the hive in, you don't see bees. But like they have buzzing sound. We leave a lot to the imagination. And you don't see him getting killed. But it's one of the most unique kills ever. And the fact that like he didn't just crawl from underneath it. Like it's so ridiculous, but it's so fucking good. That's why I said it would be ten times better if you can see him just struggling in there like yeah. bouncing around. Yeah. And my least favorite was the little kids. Because that's completely off screen, and it's kind of unnecessary. Like most of the pe- everyone who dies in this, there's a reason for it, and I get the little kids through sand at her. But I didn't even put that together until you said that right now. Yeah. I didn't even realize that's why oh, they got yeah. killed. Oh, I thought that, but I- the only thing is, like, I feel like they just did that to up the kill count. And I know that the director said if there's one thing he could redo about this movie, he would take that out. Because like it just doesn't sit well with me, even for the kind of movie it is. Like it just doesn't fit, and it's weird that she would. And first of all, was she teleporting? Like, she goes all over there, kills them, and then comes back and, like, kills other people when she's at the social. Yeah, because at that scene, Eddie had to drive them. Yeah. So they had to be some type of distance. Right. And it's it's a little ridiculous. And so I, I don't like the, those kills. To me, they're fucking bullshit. You barely see anything. Like, they were, I think it was just more filler for the movie, honestly. And with the time it took up, it probably wasn't worth it. Um, And I, the other thing I like about this movie is, like... You pretty much get that it's Angela. You think it's either Angela or Ricky. Yeah. Um, but the twist isn't that it's Angela. The twist is who the fuck Angela actually is. And that I, I fucking love that. Like it that's the way where it steers away from other slashers that where you are trying to guess who the killers are. Yeah. Um Yeah. And it, it feels sorry. What? Sorry. No, no. No, I I being as someone who just watched it for the first time, like yeah. I I can say that the when I noticed when they did the reveal, I found myself for the first time being like, oh, yeah, here's Angela on the beach. This is going to be the reveal. And then... But it is the reveal, but it's not the one you expect. Right. It just... I didn't have words. Yeah. Like, the second she turned around, I was like... If you look what? on, like... Sh- so, sh- I went to... Because sh- I would, couldn't remember if this was 1080, 720, what it was. So, I went to Shout Factory Sing to see, like, um, on the Blu-ray if it had it listed yeah. in the specs. And people were saying, like, great. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about this movie for weeks now. Like, shit like that. Like, yeah. people are so fucking up. People now are upset when they see this. They're like, what the fuck did I watch? And mm-hmm. this movie, like, I I know that the acting's cheesy as fuck. And it's quirky. It's fucking weird. And so are the uh, style choices. Now, I don't know if... The, I wasn't alive in the 80s. So, I don't know if it was like this. Or I would love if I it was. I was born in the 80s, so... Short shorts... Crop tops for dudes. I wish life was still like this. If the life just stayed in the 80s, I would fucking love it. Yeah, I was born in the 80s, so you know. You were alive for like two years in the 80s. Yeah, so I was still born there, wasn't I? Well, like one in three months or whatever. Um, You're an asshole. But like, 
it feels so 80s. And I, I, oh, so back to the acting. It's so quirky and weird, but like that's what gives it the magic to me. Like it's not just the ending. It's the way everything's so fucking cheesy and dumb and terrible. It It's so bad it's good, but it is also just good. I don't know how else to put it. And I'm sorry I'm pouring my heart out for this fucking movie, but I fucking love it. No, it's okay. I, I understand. And I love the artwork on the front of the no, fucking I, the, the I VHS. I'm saying the VHS, that's another thing. I love the fucking shoe on the knife. That's where it's in your... um. Yeah, sure. well, it's opposite, though. It's like the next going but down. I, and and I feel like this is how, like, everybody has that horror movie. Yeah. That they just... Well, I, they, I love other horror movies. Yeah, but there are just some, a yeah. small collection out there that you just... You you resonate with like and that this is your movie. Movies. You go makes, to bat for this make yeah. This movie makes me wish that the eighties was like still like here today. Like everything just stayed the same. We were just eating lead paint and fucking. <laughs> we had the first transsexual too. Yeah, that was and the thing is like people like some people like bitch about that nowadays. Like oh this movie like fucking and like but the thing is well, a lot of transsexual people love this kind of shit. They like embrace it. This movie's I I don't know. I think it's one of the most underrated horror movies for sure to me. And I, I love it. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, and I guess, do you guys have anything else to say about it? Bring back lawn darts. Okay, well, that has nothing to do with the movie, so. At least <laughs> to the 80s. You want to bring it to the 80s? Yeah, but I'm talking about the movie. You got anything else to say about that? No. Okay. I would like to check out um, The Return to Sleepaway Camp. I don't know how that is. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know, and I want to I want to watch it. And also, the, isn't there like a fourth movie too that they like someone cut together because like they ran out of money or they just canceled it? Yeah. Completely? I don't know if it ever actually came out though, did it? There was like a DVD or something. It's, it's attached to one of the Blu-ray releases, I think. No, it's re- like a DVD release. That yeah. It was like a first aid thing. Sleepawaycampmovies.com managed yeah. to like work with some other people to get like their footage and whatever they couldn't piece together and make it as best they could. Are you saying it's in one of the Blu-rays? Because I have all three. I'll go look through them. No, no there's a, I, think I think it's, it's in, a DVD one. It's, oh, a, fir- it's a first aid box like box set thing. And I'm pretty sure someone pieced it together and made it a box set. So it's probably really expensive now. I'll see if I can find and for, it. And, and for the record, I'm mad because in my research, I spoiled Return to Sleepaway Camp. So. It's... It, the, so I already know about Return yeah I already know what happens I watched too. the kill count on it that um, Dead Meat did and it's really like it doesn't look like it's anything special and it looks like most of the they tried to recreate the first one pretty much because that's the only other movie that the director came back to do is Return they to got a lot Man. of they got they got good amount of originals back yeah a lot, well I'm saying like he actually did that but the, it's they tried to recreate the first one kind of but it didn't have the same magic like the things that made it great the first one great like they just couldn't you can't possibly recreate it no no. Um, but that's everything for Sleepaway Camp 1983 and the next pick goes to Mark coming soon to a theater near you alright Mark what's your next pick my next pick is also from the 80s oh, from shit. 1987 the fucking Lost Boys Sam have just moved to Santa Carla, California. They're about to discover its secret. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. (laughs) 
Sammy, help me! Stay back! Stay back! What's happening to me, Star? Get yourself a good, sharp stick. Drive it right through his heart. You're a vampire, Michael! My own brother, a damn blood-sucking vampire! Oh, you wait till Mom finds out, buddy! When a vampire buys it, it's never a pretty sight. Oh shit, the Lost Boys. Gang, 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 gang. Nanunu got her fucking wish. I'm yeah. assuming it's a her. I don't want to assume yeah, the gender. Sorry. But. Yeah, so I wanted to pick this um, when I picked a Prowler, but I said, you know what, fuck it, I'll pick that next. And it just so happened that someone requested it, so it kind of works out. Yeah. You've seen the Lost Boys? Yes. Nope. Wow. Okay. Well, that's okay. Good. This is this is two big ones back to back that I've never seen. I think Lost Boys is probably I, the biggest one. And I yep. can't. Yeah, Lost Boys. is. For years, I have seen things over and over again, Lost Boys, and I beat myself up for not actually sitting down to watch it so i'm gonna enjoy this all right well lost boys is next um we have no new reviews we didn't no. get any new messages i don't think we got an email though something about someone logging into our account well that was rob oh, sorry fucking dumb bitch finally fucking looking into our <laughs> stuff so if you want to reach out to us um we will send you stickers if you leave us a rate and review on apple Podcasts. um if you want to reach us in any other way if you want to write to us you can write to us uh, you can email us at vintagehorrorpodcast. Vintagehorrorpod at gmail. Vintagehorrorpod at gmail.com. Rob knows it finally since he just even, logged I in. I don't even know it. You can find us on Instagram at vintagehorrorpodcast or on Twitter, vintagehorror underscore. And that's pretty much it. Um, thanks. Bye. Bye. See you.